Welcome to another edition of the Jump Around with Blake Dudonis, my podcast on women's basketball. Today we continue our SEC preview uh, series, and joining me today is going to be Tennessee head coach Holly Warlick. I don't know if there is another coach besides Holly that sparks debate quite like she does. Holly, been the head coach of Tennessee for six years, taking the teams at three Elite Eights, but no Final Four appearances, and for Lady Vols fans, you know, that's something they're used to, so depending on who you talk to, some people think she should be gone, some people think she's doing a good job. I'll admit, I fall on the second team, I think she's done a really, really good job, and I think the impossible task of following in the footsteps of Pat Summit is not for the faint of heart. I think Holly's done a great job, but I'm going to ask her about that. I'm going to ask her if if that kind of talk affects her, how it wears on her. We'll talk about this Tennessee team, the number four ranked freshman class in the country coming in, a ton of talent returning too in Renaya Davis, Avina Westbrook, and Mimi Jackson. So we'll talk to Holly about this team and her expectations for it. We'll go back to her past a little bit as a player at Tennessee and We'll just kind of go all things Lady Vols today. So we'll get Holly on the phone here, and we'll be right back. This is The Jump Around. And we are back here on the Jump Around, and joining me, as promised, it is Tennessee head coach Holly Warlick. Holly, first, thanks so much for taking some time with me. I, I know it's a busy time of the year with the, the season getting underway, but before we get into your Tennessee team going forward to this season, I want to I take a step back into time with you. You have been at Tennessee for, I mean, you're pretty much your whole life. You're, you're a three-time All-American there. You're, you're an assistant there. Now you're the head coach there. Yeah. I, I wonder if you can talk to me a little bit about just how you've grown at Tennessee and how Tennessee has helped mold you into who you are. Absolutely. You, well, you're, you're, you're talking about going, going like way back because I've been here for a long time. <laughs> uh, gosh, played here, graduated in 80, and then came back in 85 and so this has been this has been so much a part of my life and uh you know when you're a player you and this is typical players you're you're like okay uh this woman's crazy I'm not doing this and then you just keep coming back and that's kind of how I was I just kept coming back and it just I love the game I just I loved everything about it I I uh Love Pat Summit and uh, Pat Head back then when I played, but it just she just get got it in your blood about competing and you know I always said it's it not too many people can say that uh, they love what they do. I love what I do and and uh, I think after coming out of, of, of playing, I, you know, I wanted to always wanted to be a coach and that solidified that so. Um, you know, it gives you this, – this program has just given me such a uh, solid foundation and uh, of just respect and, 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 and loyalty. If anybody said anything about me, I hope to say that I'm extremely loyal because, uh, gosh, I've been here for over 37 years or so. Yeah. Um, but it just, it just molds you into – I think what you need to be as far as uh, just life skills, and I think that's what basketball can do. And a lot of people don't understand that, but it was a tremendous 
time for me to just to just mold me into to to being a better person. I mean, look, I did everything college students do did and do, and you know, probably I didn't have the cell phone to capture all my greatest moments then. So, um, but yeah, this was just a great time for me to to uh, understand where I wanted to go and where I wanted to be. Yeah. Well, after you graduate, and it's funny, you just touched on so many things I want to get back to, but I, I want to keep moving a little bit in sequential order. When you do graduate, you get on that 1980 Olympic team, and you guys didn't compete as you know the games were in Russia, but uh, one person that was on that team uh, that I think is relevant um, with, with you was Ann Donovan, and obviously Ann yes. passed away recently, and I just wanted to know if you, uh, if you had any Ann Donovan story you could share with us. Well, Amy was so young with us, and um, what a <laughs> I want to say. Uh, well, she was at Old Dominion, and Old Dominion was our nemesis when I was in college. So you know, it's so it's that time, like that you you know you you not don't like people because they're your enemy, but mm-hmm. you love her and you loved Annie, and uh, um, I just because she was she was the youngest on our team, and um, but so valuable in far, as far as her ability to play the game. Um, and, you know, Amy's one of the kindest people you'll ever know off the court, but on the court, you know, could be, she played, she was mean. So uh, that's probably the best thing I remember about Annie is, is just how she, her two demeanors changed depending on uh, if she was on or off the court. Yeah, well, you go on after that like you say you come back to Tennessee um something that you touched on that I do want to bring up you you talk about loyalty it's rare nowadays to see you know even certainly head coaches hang around uh, at a program for a long time but especially assistants like you did and now you've got one of those on your staff in Dean Lockwood and and around the game as far as coaches go everyone knows Dean uh everyone knows who Dean is yeah. and, and I just I'm, I'm interested about your relationship the two of you because that is unique that uh, to have someone to hang around for that long of a time and so uh, I was wondering if you could just go into a little bit about you and Dean's relationship and 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 what you know what makes him stay around what makes uh you want to have someone like that around for so long Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, Dean, Dean and I, I think, are probably built out of the same mold. We just, we both, um, you know, when you love something and you, you love what you do, and this program is, is, is just uh, so many opportunities for us here. We just never, we never looked to leave, had opportunities to leave. Dean's had opportunities to leave, but this, this program just keeps drawing you back just because of its, uh, uh, the commitment from our university and just the the, the tradition of women's basketball here and the value they put on it. But uh, Dean and Dean's, uh, you know, I, I, here's what I did with my assistants and what I've done with Dean. When when when, when Pat did get sick, it was pretty much Dean and I had to carry carry the, a lot of the load, and um, uh, we we didn't. We didn't balk at it, and then there was nobody else that I got on my staff that I would want to have because, again, you, you do talk about loyalty. And, and Dean Dalton, he doesn't have one foot in the door and one foot out of the door. And, and for this, that's somebody not to just 
number one, want your job, or number two, just constantly looking for jobs is very rare. But Dean's an all-in guy, and um, I give him a lot of responsibility as 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 well as my other assistants. So um, Dean and I speak the same language. I think we... we, uh, our expectations are the same. He's a little knowledgeable in books and uh, quotes, mm-hmm. so he can way outdo me in that. But, uh, <laughs> you know, I'm a lot funnier. I'm, more, I'm a lot more funny than him, so I have to keep him on. Uh, he, he can be a little bit of a, you know, he's he's pretty funny guy. Yeah. He's set in his ways, so. That's funny. Well, that's good. Um by the way, just I hate to be rude. Uh, are you are you are you sitting in one spot? Yeah, I'm getting a little bit. Yeah, I'm 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 kind. You're kind of dropping in and out here on me. I'm just trying to make sure. We're okay. Good. Okay. We're, okay. No worries. We'll we'll go through here. Um, okay. So I want to get into now uh, your tenure as a head coach at Tennessee. And uh, you're a straight shooter, which I appreciate, and, and I am too. So I'm going to ask you stuff, and, I, and I, I've actually been called a holly stand before, uh, and meaning that uh, I, uh, I, uh, I fight for. I and there's something I like about you. There's something I like about you. <laughs> this is good. I appreciate that. But um, the, the one stat that I keep going back to is that in your time as the head coach at Tennessee, there's only four programs uh, that have gone to more Elite Eights than you guys in the same time period. And it's UConn, Notre Dame, Stanford, and Baylor. So that's a pretty good list uh, of schools. And uh, and and so I'm going to – this probably – this could come off as insensitive, but I'm asking you this out of respect. You know, I, I, you, you Google Holly Warlick's name, and you will find back-to-back articles. One, congratulations. I'm so glad Holly got this extension. She absolutely deserved it. The next one, yep. fire Holly Warlick. I just, yep. I just wonder, <laughs> I, I mean, I just, does, does that wear on you? Because I know that as much as you want to block out noise, you, you can't help but to hear yeah. it sometime. Does that bother you? Does that affect you uh, in your day-to-day life? Well, I try my best to, to not get involved with, with the media and social media. Just, just because of that same thing, I could read it and think, God, oh, you know what, I've arrived. And then I can read it and think I'm just, I'm absolutely horrible yeah. so I, I try not to 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 get all that noise yeah um yeah you know it it, it comes with like it's, it's a part of this job and everybody's everybody has to go through it because you're a public figure figure and everybody seems to have an opinion about you and um it, it is what it is i watched them they've they've done it and um you know I, Taking taking this job and following a legend was was the worst thing and the best thing. You know, sure. do so many different things about it, following a legend, but then but then carry on this tradition. So I I just try. Here's what I do. I just focus on. I know this sounds really really cliche. Mm-hmm. I focus on trying to every day get better and and uh, and try to do the best I can. Am I disappointed we haven't been to a Final Four in my tenure or or won a championship absolutely that's my expectation that's this program's expectation but traveling the kids it's about the players it is about the players and we've had great players um and it's a lot of coaches you got to have you know we've had some key injuries we've had this we've had that but that's not an excuse that's part of this game and we've got to find a way to get over that hump and um you know, I think everybody's entitled to their opinion. They're, they they used to our tradition, and the basketball 
the game is different. It's different. It's a lot. It's a lot more talent. Yeah. There's a lot more teams that can uh, can get there. And and uh, three years ago, nobody knew who Mississippi State was. You know, so sure. it, it's just it's um, the 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 camaraderie of your team, and anybody can can win a championship. And you ask everybody the last two years who was going to win, it would have been UConn, and they hadn't done it. And But that doesn't mean they're a bad program and their program's going to hell. <laughs> no, it's, no, just, no. <laughs> the, the, it's just getting it, – the game is just getting so much better. I think there's getting better coaching, and um, it, it, it's just a – it's just a – it's a better – it's a different game. I think it's a better game because now kids aren't – one-dimensional players you have kids that are multi-dimensional players and uh and so i don't know i guess the roundabout question i don't listen to the noise but it, i know it's out there yeah um but look it's, it's part of being a coach in this era and you just gotta you just gotta keep moving forward yeah well i just uh appreciate you you taking that uh you know i think it's funny you're, you're 154 and 53 uh, it's a it's a pretty good record if you ask me but uh you know who, who am i i suppose you know what like here's what you do you always remember you always remember that last game and unless you win that last yeah. game you, it's not good yeah so. fair enough yeah fair enough so. um well going into to the past uh two seasons so last year going into this year you lose a lot of talent uh obviously um, you graduate Jamie Nard, Mercedes Russells, who are dominant players. Um, Anastasia Hayes transfers out or, or, or whatnot. Uh, one thing I want to ask you uh, before we get into the specifics, because while you lost a lot, man, you guys have a ton of talent coming back, and and your incoming freshman class. I'm going to get into that with you in a second because there you've got yeah. some you've got some studs on that one. Um, as of as of late, uh, and and not just with your program because there's we, we kind of see it everywhere. Um, we, we see a little bit more, I don't know if tension's the right word, but there's certainly uh, player personalities are, are, are getting bigger. Uh, the, the, the players are, are kind of having more power and ownership over themselves than maybe they did uh, you know, 10, 20 years ago. I, I wonder, yeah. with, with your program specifically too, though, it, it seems like there has been a couple of, of tensions uh, amongst yeah. the team the last few years. Uh, what do you attribute that to? Well, I tell you, you're, you're exactly right, and I think everybody's experiencing this. I, I think these, some of these young ladies have, have experienced success early, and um, different. you're right, spot on, different personalities. And, and we as coaches have got to make sure we get kids that, that fit into our, our system, not only basketball-wise, but you know, what, kind of, what kind of kid are they? What kind of personality are they? And, and, and I will tell you this, the kids we've had here, if I've had any kind of um, any kind of, of disagreement or, or, or problems with, they've been great kids. And um, I think it's just the, 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 the time, the era of, of these young ladies. And, and uh, look, we're going to, I will tell you this, we, um, this group this year, has been we're focusing on two things is one playing hard and two listening and if i could tell you one thing that, that i think the past couple of years has been their listening skills are not very good and um it, it's just amazing to me what some some kids think they know and they really don't know um but 
it, it, it's always been that way. I think I think that with social media and what's out there, I think you just see it more and it's magnified more. But I'm not going to see it. We, we've had kids that have been, been difficult and uh, way 20 years ago, and they've ended up being great kids and, and, and help us win championships. But you sure don't want to go through a season and, and have to worry about uh, uh, motivating kids to play hard or um, making sure they do the right thing. Sure. So I, I, my, my job is to, to develop them on and off the floor. And, and uh, they're going to have – I'll tell you this. Like, we don't have a lot of rules here. We really don't. Um, but the ones we have, I, I'm going to enforce. I mean, you know, you got to go to class, those type of things. Yeah, sure. you got to be respectful. Sure. Um, just, just things that you, you commonly should do. And uh, the kids are different, and I don't know if it's is is you know an over anxious parent, over anxious AAU, over anxious. I don't know what totally contributes to it, but I will tell you this: kids, ninety nine point nine of the kids want discipline, and they want to be coached, um, and they may bucket at first, but they want to be coached. So I'm really. The, the, I know you're going to probably get into this, but but this this group I have this this year has just been I haven't had a coach effort, mm-hmm. and for me in the past I've had to to coach effort, and I, I don't I shouldn't have to do that. Yeah. You're at the University of Tennessee on athletic scholarship. I shouldn't have to coach you to to play hard all the time. Yeah, fair enough. Well, let's let's do it. Let's get into this year's team. Uh, obviously, you got some some spots to fill but you look at some of the returners you got Westbrook and Davis who both had stellar freshman campaigns both made all freshman teams but then you got Mimi Jackson who I feel like kind of just gets uh gets forgotten in the mix of all this talent and then you look up and it's like man she leads you guys in three-point shooting she scores nearly 10 a game she does all these little things so of those three big returners coming back you still got some studs well we do and and Mimi's stepped up so much for us as a leader and, and she's kind of been overshadowed by the other players uh, because they've been more vocal but Mimi's done an unbelievable job of, of really uh, taking this team under her wing and uh, I think what I've seen with Mimi is is she's been accountable herself and if you're going to be a leader you if you, you've got to you've got to walk what you preach and um and she's doing that, and she's she's setting a tremendous example for us. And and Mimi has a high motor, and when she has a high motor, everybody follows her. So um, she, she may feel. I, mean, I, I don't. I don't. I'm not putting a lot of pressure on Mimi, and I don't think she feels that. But I do think she feels this opportunity for her to lead a basketball team, and and she's gonna she's gonna lead that by example. Yeah. Well, this incoming class, which was the the fourth ranked class in the country. Some of these players that you have coming in, which seems to be the standard for you all as far as bringing in highly ranked kids, but uh, you get Zay Green, who kind of flips at the last time from Kansas to you guys. Um, Mimi Collins is is a great player, Ray Burrell as well. But then you get a kid that I've seen in Jasmine Massengill from Tennessee, a six-foot point guard who I I, I don't – I mean, I'm I'm sure – uh, you've got your own thoughts, but for me, seems to be a player who could be a transcendent type talent. Um, you include a transfer also in in Lou Brown. 
What can you tell us about these newcomers for people that haven't seen them? What are your expectations for them? Absolutely. Well, jazz is um, jazz is just a, a competitor. I have a tremendous love for for, for Tennessee, and and uh, she she just uh, she's a facilitator, which I love, which I love. So she's 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 not disappointing me absolutely one bit. Um, Zay Green is probably quicker than I thought she would be. If you if you, if you think that, because I'm sure you've seen her. Yep. A unbelievable competitor and wants to do everything right. So um, she's going to help us tremendously. Uh, Mimi Collins is is I've wa- we've we've watched Mimi for a long time and I had got a commitment from her early. And uh, I, I just Mimi's one of those kids everybody should have on their team that she you think she's playing and you 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 think everybody else and you looked at it, Mimi Collins has uh, ten ten points uh <laughs> eight rebounds somebody still she's a bruiser now she is a physical mm. she's an old school to me player uh, an old school tennessee player that just will rebound from the second row of the bleachers so <laughs> it's it's um it's fun to watch her and, and ray burrell for us is kind of a it's kind of a sleeper because she got in this game late she didn't get on the, the AAU circuit till late nobody knew a lot about her and um she is a she is a solid, solid scorer for us, and and she doesn't care if she's going against uh, Renaya Davis or anybody. She competes, and that's what I love about her. She doesn't she doesn't act like a freshman on the court? You know, she's she's yeah. silly, but but let me tell you, she she competes. And Lou's just going to bring us Lou Brown is going to bring us some experience and uh, that senior leadership we need. So I this is probably we're going to be mostly sophomore and, and freshman oriented team and this freshman team is probably as a whole the most competitive group that i've had here at tennessee yeah. well I, I i knew you're excited about it just reading uh some of the stuff you've done uh or you've talked about with them uh, one thing you did say that i wanted to ask you about you said you're not worried about the inexperience um and last year very similar to this year you guys were young but you had the second most turnovers uh, in the SEC last season, yeah. uh, and a lot of them were freshman mistakes. Yeah, I, I, I was at two of your games last year, and you, you'd have runs where you guys go, you know, on a 12-0 run, don't miss a shot, and then the next possession, the ball is getting thrown in the 12th row, right? And it's yep. just some of those freshman <laughs> things. So, you know, you look, you got to be heads that up, right? <laughs> right. So, so while you I better be ready, better not be drinking. <laughs> no, no, man. We're coming down. I, I appreciate it. it. Kept me very, you know, focused in on the game. Uh, no, but but in, in all seriousness, how do you uh, how do you? Because some stuff obviously you just do chalk up to freshman mistakes. Is there a way you're able yeah. to kind of minimize those? Is there anything you guys do specifically to help kind of uh, at least keep those at a minimal? Well, it it, it, it is a problem, and I've I charted. We had almost well, we had 500 turnovers, which is ridiculous, and I've charted every one of them, and we. We watch them, and, and a lot of it is, is to me contributed to, to playing playing too fast, not sure. ready, and, sure. and those are some things we're working on. But yeah, we 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 would have won probably um, five more games had we just just take just take care of the ball. Yeah. Um, and it is it is from youth, but you know I I, I think I'll take some blame for that. We're trying to play too fast and. Um, there's a time to play fast and there's a time to be under control. And I just think we just continue to work on that. 
and um, give them that give them that leeway right now as far as attacking. But we, uh, we it's just a learning process. Process like I look at our our sophomores down a little bit more um, understanding of the game and the flow of the game and the people of the game. And so these freshmen have to to uh, to get into that. We just got to keep watching it, talking about it, learning, correcting. Uh, I, I, we will not have that many turnovers next year. Okay. All right. And that's, I'm going to put that on record. I appreciate I don't that. know if we do what's going to happen to you, but we, we, we better not have those turnovers. <laughs> I appreciate your boldness. I really do. Um, as you look at your non-conference, obviously the SEC is what it is, but your non-conference, you've got a potential matchup against Oklahoma. You play Oklahoma State on the road you play at texas yeah and then you play at home yep. against stanford so uh again kind of a staple for you guys with a tough non-conference schedule uh what are your i guess i, I don't know a lot of coaches kind of don't do goals anymore but what are what are you hoping to see what are you hoping your team yeah. is at by the time you get to sec play well absolutely then we we throw in notre dame in between SEC right. tournament uh, play so that's kind of crazy well <laughs> i i think to to me, it's extremely important that we could play teams that uh, you know we could we could probably get wins. But um, um, I, I think you just got to be exposed to everything that you could possibly you could possibly be. I mean, I, I think Texas is athletic; they get after you. So ball, ball security, that kind of tempo is important. And you go Stanford and. They're a little bit more methodical, but it, it Stanford, Stanford, and we played them every year, and it, yeah. they're just a diff, they get you ready. Oklahoma will get all these teams will get you ready for what's important, and that's SEC play. And a lot of people don't understand that, and 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 some of our SEC teams they don't they might, they don't play as hard of a schedule, but I mean basketball is. Uh, you know, you can lose and you're not out of it. Now, you, you may drop in the rankings and your seeding may be not as good. But obviously, the higher, the more you win, the higher seed. But it's about what you do in your SEC conference and where you finish in your tournament. So I, I just try to expose us to as much, to different styles, different, you know, do they run a zone? Do they press? Do they, just to get us ready for, for the SEC because the SEC has so many different facets of, of what coaches do and um, to where spreading the floor or Auburn press it's just, it's yeah. just everything yeah, yeah. And, uh, you, you've been around the SEC yes, and, and when I say this everybody's like oh, oh hold on there. but if, if you will go if you would follow a team in, in travel and go go to these different places it, it's hard it's, it's just very difficult to win on the road, number one. I don't care who you play. To win on the road, number one, and number two, to to, uh, to win in the SEC period. It, it just is a grueling, athletic, physical conference that just bears on you. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, it is pretty brutal. And In fact, if you look at, at last year's, just to, to that point, uh, excluding uh, Mississippi State, who obviously ran the table, uh, Georgia had two road losses, but everyone else had at least three. So it's just, yeah, to your point, it's hard. And, and most of these, most exactly. of most of these schools get good crowds, so it's hostile as well. And uh, yeah, no, it's a it's a brutal yeah. conference. 
Um, yeah, yeah. Last thing, and I'll get you out on this, uh, and I kind of I kind of do this with every coach to to give them a chance to to say what they want to say. But um, for any anyone outside your program, anyone who um, you know maybe isn't a a volunteer, a lady volunteer, and and they're you know loyal yep. to the program. What would you What would you want to say to them about your program, uh, about the state of your program, about your team that that sure. maybe you don't feel like uh, you guys get represented enough? So just open floor, take that however you want to take it. <laughs> well, I, I, let me tell you. Everybody asks me what what separates, and this is my opinion: what separates Tennessee from a, from uh, a lot of schools is is our. Uh, we talk a lot about family, lady balls for life, and. Um, it is so true. We have so many alumni come back. Um, our last alumni function we had, we had 174 come back. I mean, it, it just is a, it's a family atmosphere. And I will tell you this, um, I've had an unbelievably amount of support from our alumni, from, from people I played with in the 80s and for people all through the, the 90s and, and above. So um, they're a very prideful group. It should be. Um, we are. We we're going to continue to carry on. Let this program continue to be respectful and be competitive, and uh, put a product out there that represents what they've built, their past, and and, and that's what we, we need to do because they. Uh, it, it's just amazing how many people I hear from on a daily basis. That's former former lady balls with with. Uh, and it goes back to the respect and loyalty they've had with this program. Because you talk to a lot of them, and they, they say a lot, we put a lot of blood, sweat, and tears in this program. Yeah. And so we, we, we talk. I don't, there's a lot of times you don't want to, you don't talk about the past here, but when it, when it comes to those ladies and what they did while they were here and for this program, we talk a lot about it. And to give these young ladies the opportunity to see what, what's ahead of them and what they can do. Yeah. So, hey, I, I appreciate everybody in, in 90, 95 or 97% of our fans are extremely grateful, loyal to us, to myself, and then the, the other three are, are, are people that, that haven't, you know, like haven't been to a game and, and they're, they're giving their opinion, and that, that's okay. But um, we got some great kids here that uh, they're going to do some special things, so just keep keep uh keep staying behind us and uh we're going to continue to get great results yeah well you guys open up your season at home on november 11th and coach i really appreciate you taking some time like i said i know it's precious of course. um so thanks for spending some time with us and, and being so uh so open and candid absolutely well I, I appreciate it thank you for for including us on your program i appreciate it yes ma'am best of luck this year look forward to the crossing pass with you soon Sincere thank you to Tennessee head coach Holly Warlick for joining me today and uh, grateful for her uh, willingness to handle some tough questions. They're ones worth asking, and uh, I'm glad she was willing and open to answering them. Thank you for listening on iTunes, SoundCloud, or Google Play. If you listen to us on iTunes, I certainly appreciate you leaving us a review. You can find me on Twitter at Blake Udonis. You can go through all those previous mentioned listening apps and you can find archived episodes of The Jump Around 
Another episode will be dropping soon as we continue to build our way up to the 2018-19 season as we talk to every coach in the SEC. Until then, thanks so much for listening. This is The Jump Round.